Hey, welcome. It is uh, 9.07. Glad to have you with us and glad to be with you. We uh, are going to chat with our favorite economist, Professor Murray Sabrin, about the economy. Uh, some interesting jobs numbers coming through. Uh, also, uh, let me just point this out. If you're listening to us on KWTO, uh, we are, uh, well, looking at the Ozark Food Harvest. Uh, and they're at uh, Price Cutter on East Battlefield near Highway 65. They're going to be there until 6 o'clock this evening taking food donations for the uh, uh, Ozark Food Harvest. Uh, if you can't get out to Price Cutter in person and you'd like to stretch your dollars even more, go to their website, 933kwto.com, um, or use the KWTO app. And uh, look for the bright red holiday food drive page. You open that up, and uh, you'll be able to donate. And uh, they'll, make that, uh, they'll make those dollars go way, way far. Uh, what a great, uh, you know, t this is the time of the year when it really helps to help. And uh, you've got that chance if you're down at, uh, in, uh, anywhere in the uh, KWTO listening area. All right. So uh, with that uh, mention out of the way for right now, and that's, like I said, going to go on until 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, so uh, do stop by if you can and make a donation. Well, apparently, and, and I had no idea, uh, I'm not the biggest Trump fan in the world. I always admit it. I would take him over any Democrat. But I had no idea, none whatsoever, of what a threat he poses. I, I really, I, I didn't know. It turns out, according to the Atlantic... That even communist China wants Donald Trump. He is, he is uh, such a threat that he aligns with the communists. I, I'm stunned, really. I, I would have thought the communists and the Democrats would have been much more closely aligned. They both want complete power over your life. Neither one of them believes in freedom. They don't believe in free markets. I would have thought they'd be just thrilled to have Joe Biden, who is, you know, as, as close to the communists as you can get, he's a Democrat, uh, rather than Donald Trump. But according to The Atlantic, that's not true. Compared with his predecessor, Biden has operated quietly. Trump launched a trade war, slapped tariffs on Chinese imports, infuriated Beijing by referring to the coronavirus as the China virus. That doesn't sound like they'd be real thrilled to have him at this point. But Biden has hit China harder than Trump ever did. Armed with more determined foreign policy, he's inflicted acute damage on the country's economy. No, 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 he hasn't. The communists have. Uh, but then Democrats don't understand economics anyway. But apparently uh, there is a great fear of Donald Trump. Somehow, he is going to destroy the United States and create a dictatorship. I, I'm not sure how they came to that conclusion. I mean, the guy, if he was going to do, uh, do that, why, why didn't he do it before? Instead, he packed up and went home. But I guess Democrats see this as somehow different.
Unbelievable. Um, all right, let me do this. 874-9390 if you're local. 800-529-5572 if you're not. Or you can go to GaryNolan.com and send me a message there. While we're talking about all this, by the way, Democrats are now alleging that voting, using voting machines, there is a serious threat for the 2024 elections. Yeah. An effort to access voting system software in several states and provide it to allies of former President Trump as they sought to overturn the results of the 2020 election has raised, quote, serious threats ahead of next year's presidential contest, according to a group of experts who urged federal agencies to investigate. I thought those machines were infallible, unhackable. We were supposed to trust them with our lives. Now you're telling me because somebody looked at the software, it's suddenly vulnerable? The letter was sent by nearly two dozen computer scientists, election security experts, and voter advocacy organizations asking for a federal probe and a risk assessment of voting machines used throughout the country, saying software breaches breaches have urgent implications for the 2024 election and beyond. The breaches affected voting equipment made by two companies that together count for 70% of the votes cast across the country. Well, we were supposed to trust those machines. We were supposed to believe those were unhackable and uh, trust trust them. Now you're telling me we, we can't trust them? Wow. That's weird. I don't know. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. The great threat to society. Uh, Answer a question uh, from yesterday answered. The only way to get Congress to lower the debt is revolution. People peacefully and patriotically uh, protesting, just like January 6th, as we had a January 6th every day in Washington, then Congress would get the idea... Okay. Um, <sighs> some mother's kids. Let's go on. Let's get some phone calls in here. Roger, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, you know, the reason the Chinese are backing Trump is because their economy is slowing down and they can't afford to keep the Biden family on the payroll any longer. <laughs> it's costing them too much to pay the... To pay off the Bidens. Well, that's entirely yeah. possible. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, their economy is, in fact, in trouble. Uh, they've been downgraded. And I'll, uh, I'll go into the details here in just a minute. Roger, thank you for the, for the good laugh. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. <laughs> yeah. Um, the left, either... Don't care or don't understand how the economy works. And there was um, a piece in the Atlantic by uh, Annie Lowry, and I'm, I'll, I'll just throw this out at Brian. Brian, who's really responsible for the inflation in this country? Uh, that will be uh, Donald Trump. Uh, no, 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 not, not uh, Donald Trump. 
the Republicans? No. Hmm. Nope. Uh, it's not uh, the uh, war with Russia and Ukraine. It's not the uh, war in Israel. None of those things. None of those things. Nope. Huh. I you don't know. I'm, oh, it's my fault. You are. Wow. Yep. Everybody out there. This is this is Annie Lowry. Inflation is <laughs> from the Atlantic. Inflation is your fault. This is the quote. You would think with prices as high as they are that Americans would have tempered their enthusiasm for shopping of late, that they would have pulled back spending on luxury items, that they would have sought out budget and basic options, bought smaller packages, fewer things. So, so it's your fault. You went out and bought something, you're responsible wow. for it. Um, Wouldn't you like to know how their brain arrives at the conclusions that they do? <laughs> yeah. there's. You can see price fluctuations, prices going up and down with the supply and demand curve. But true inflation can only be created, and you can take this to the bank. The only way to create inflation is if the government does it. They're the only ones. You can go out and shop your little heart out. It's not creating inflation. The government is. But apparently uh, it's your fault uh, in her mind because she doesn't understand economics. And when those prices are up, one wonders, Brian, where the windfall, where the money came from for people to keep buying. Oh, that would be the government, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that would. But she doesn't get it. Uh, it's your fault. It's, it's just uh, that's the mentality of the left. You're responsible all the time. All right, uh, we're up against the clock. We've got to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to chat uh, a little later this morning uh, about uh, the uh, debate tonight. And uh, we'll do that with the Epic Times. Uh, Nathan Wooster is going to be with us. That uh, will be coming up, uh, what, about 10.30, I believe. Yeah, 10.30. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. It's uh, 21 minutes after 9 o'clock. Do I dare take Roy's phone call, Brian? Because what he's suggesting is what he's going to help the author of the article in The Atlantic? That's correct, yes. That's not possible. Oh, She's well. an idiot. <laughs> All right, let me try. Uh, Roy, good morning. Good morning. I am well beyond... Yeah, I can help her because I'm going to do what she's advising. I'm not buying it. Not only that, but I encourage other people to buy it, not buy it, whenever she says anything. And if enough of us can manage to not buy it, she might have to look for a real job. Oh, well, she has a real job. Mm, and we can fix that. <laughs> you want her unemployed. <laughs> uh, then she won't. Wouldn't then that, she won't be contributing to inflation in her mind. Ed, you'd be doing something good. All right. I am doing something good. All right, Roy, thank you. Glad, glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. All right, so uh, President Trump is the great threat. Uh, he has this horrible way of phrasing things. Uh, I understand what he's saying here, but it's just giving fodder to the left. This is a quote that will haunt him if he wins the primary, and it does look like that's possible, uh, likely even. But here we go. We almost have to go to a break. 
I want to go back to, to this one issue, though, because the media has been focused on this and attacking you yeah. under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except Look, what? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill, that's drill, not a, that's, drill. That's not, no, no. that's not retribution. I got I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, he keeps, <laughs> I love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. So that, that, that sounds to me like you're going back to the policies when you were president. <laughs> All right, exactly take a break. Just getting started. So apparently, um, he, you see, the, that, that response is going to give, uh, if he wins the nomination, like I said, it's likely, they will play the uh, I will be a dictator from day one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the guy just... Puts his foot in it constantly. I understand what he's saying. He's he's going to force the government to let people drill, and he is going to uh, increase border security as he sees uh, as he sees fit. But that's not dictatorship. Dictatorship is when you take control of the country and force everybody to live by your standards. Oh, that 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 sounds kind of like the Democrats. I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, 874-9390-800-529-5572. No, Donald Trump is not going to be a dictator. If he wins the election in four years, he will have to step down. If he wins the election, I hope he brings with him a VP candidate that can step in. I hope he doesn't make the same mistake that Ronald Reagan did. Uh, he put in uh, George Bush as his VP and Bush was a horrible president. In fact, Bush is the cascade, the start of the cascade toward where we are now. He paved the way for Bill Clinton. Uh, it, it just, uh, it, was, it was a terrible idea. Uh, but uh, hopefully, if Trump wins the nomination, he can come up with somebody that's just a little bit closer to the Republican view. The, uh, the Chinese are, in fact, uh, struggling because they've been doing, essentially, uh, what we've been doing. Uh, spending and creating, uh, creating their own currency, fiat currency. Moody's Investor Service cut its outlook for Chinese sovereign bonds to negative, underscoring the deepening global concerns over debt levels in the world's largest consumer of commodities. The concerns, they said, have more uh, than offset optimism that the U.S. Federal Reserve might cut interest rates next year, a move that could uh, boost demand and allow companies to hold more inventory for longer. China is the Democrats. I mean, it is their, it's their same mentality about wanting to regulate everything, regulate your life, regulate your income, regulate everything. Social outcast, if you disagree with them, they will make your life miserable. In fact, if, if I didn't, if I just went through that litany of what government does, you wouldn't know if I was talking about China or the Democrats. That's, that's how closely aligned they are. 
if the Chinese economy does take a dump, if it, if it does uh, weaken significantly, and they do the best they can to cover that up, they don't, um, they don't uh, uh, let negative information out. If, in fact, it does, you can be sure the whole world is going to struggle. And we're already struggling. Uh, jobs report is uh, starting to it's starting to show that that uh, step on the brakes that frankly I think is the beginning of uh, or maybe a little bit beyond the beginning of a recession. We will uh, run all the numbers past Murray Sabrin, professor emeritus at Ramapo College, uh, when he comes on at ten o five. The reason it's important is because. If, in fact, we're headed for a recession, there are some things you need to do to protect yourself. Uh, one of the best things you can do, and I've been arguing this, even if it's not a recession, is get yourself out of debt. Get yourself out of debt. Take those big, fat government checks that they've sent you and use them to pay off your credit cards. Use them to pay off your mortgage or your car payment. Because things are really I think, going to go south for us. Steve says, uh, will Christmas pickles be served at CC's during the annual Christmas dinner uh, this December 16th? Uh, No, Steve, it won't. However, we will play it twice this Christmas season uh, if Brian knows where it's at. Do you know where it's at? I do. Yeah. Then, Then we can, we'll play it twice. After that, it just gets to be old hat. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, we had a caller innocently explaining this German uh, thing called a Christmas pickle or hide the pickle. And uh, my mind went right straight to the gutter like it was fired from a gun. <laughs> I just turned it into something dirty. Uh, Michael, do you think the Dems will riot and burn things again if Trump wins? We asked, the, what day do we ask that question, Brian? Was that yeah. Monday? and be sure and give me that person's contact information so I can send him a fine for not, for not listening. Michael, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we asked this question. There's a story at USA Today, um, and I asked listeners this, and most listeners think that the Republicans won't riot if Biden wins. I think they're wrong. I think that there will be Trump supporters who do riot. I, I think at that point, and, and here's the logic. I, I think they've had it up to their neck in anti-Trump rhetoric, in prosecutions and lawsuits and everything else, on top of believing that the, le- the election was stolen from him. And he's running right now against a guy who has uh, historically uh, some of the lowest approval ratings of any president running for re-election and if in fact he prevails that will reinforce the belief on the part of these trump fans that the elections are being stolen they're crooked and if that's in their mind and i want you to put yourself in their mind if they believe that the elections have been stolen then they believe that the republic is gone and that would be replaced with a tyrannical government. Yeah, I think Republicans, Trump fans, will be enraged. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 
35 minutes after 9 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Professor Emeritus at uh, Ramapo College, Professor Murray Sabrin, uh, is going to be with us talking about the economy. Uh, there are some troubling signs. I'm telling you, they just keep bubbling up. Everybody on the left seemed to be, you know, completely confident that everything is going to be all right. We're going to have that soft landing. I keep seeing signs that tell me otherwise. By the way, uh, Brian, did you know how much money we spent? How much of your money, how much of our money Congress spent on building those electric vehicle chargers? Uh, yeah, it seems like I saw the number a couple days ago and I forgot what it was. Seven and a half billion dollars. Incredible. That's how much money the federal government took from taxpayers so they could build these chargers because they're pushing these battery-powered cars and people are just, you know, they're not putting them up fast enough. And they're being utilized now, right? Uh, no. Oh. No. They got $7.5 billion. Don't you remember during Henry Ford's uh, explosion into the automobile industry when they built all the gas stations first? The government? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I don't. I don't recall that. You don't? Yeah. No. That's that's what how you know Henry Ford was able to, you know, start the industry. Rockefeller. <laughs> Rockefeller said to Henry Ford, "I'll put up the gas stations. You build the cars." <laughs> um, the reason they're not using those uh, government uh, charging stations, Brian, is they haven't built any. Oh. It's hard to use them when they haven't been built. Seven and a half billion dollars for vehicle chargers, and none of them have been have been built. Oh God! Here, see if they did build. Here's the problem: the government comes out with a you know they're going to build these things. They're going to come up with their own standard. This is what they should do. This is how they should operate. This is how they should work. And then they set about building them everywhere. But science and technology and the free market advance beyond those chargers. But we're stuck with them. So they, at some point, become, if, if battery-powered cars really do uh, get better, uh, at some point, they become antiques. They're, if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Apple, or Apple, um, uh, Tesla is putting up battery chargers and some auto manufacturers are going to use his charging stations and his methodology. If the government puts them up, there's no incentive to change. It becomes like every other government boondoggle. Why should we change? Who's going to compete with us? we got $7.5 billion in government money to build these things. You're going to have to pay out of your pocket. You're not going to be able to compete so we'll dominate the market, and we'll have these crappy power uh, uh, stations forever. It's, uh, it's insane. It really is insane. By the way, communist China, and, and I read this, I think I saw this today at uh, CarBuzz, allegedly has a battery-powered car that you can recharge in five minutes and goes something like 650 miles on a charge. That's, um, that's amazing, if in fact it's true. 
um, it, 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 because the the real the real problem here with battery powered cars is how long it takes to charge the damn things. Yeah, there are other problems with getting the rare minerals and things like that, but that's the real problem. It, of course, then, wait, you know, that's not the only problem, Brian. Is there's the rare minerals, there's the length of time of charge, there's the weight of the vehicle. There. Well, I just think the whole idea sucks canal water. Steve, good morning. Hey, did you hear what Portland's going to do in their downtown district? They're banning delivery vehicles in a 16-block area. And all deliveries and shipping has to be taken to a port outside of the district. And there it will be transferred to electric vehicles to be delivered in that area. <laughs> oh, that, that won't cause said, any kind of supply chain problem there. No. And no. they said if they had their way, they would have banned gas-powered cars in that district, too. Geniuses. Yeah. yeah, if you had a business down there, how how are you supposed to receive your product or ship your product? You have to have an electric vehicle in your area to take it to the, the distribution center to put it on a semi or a delivery truck to take it to another port. These people are crazy. They're just they are. literally, they're crazy. They're communists. Yep, is what they are. They're what is the difference? What is the difference between the progressives there and communist China? None. None. Exactly if, right. If you're, if, if you're a Democrat, you're a, you're a communist because you want your way imposed on the rest of the country. No matter how much we're kicking and screaming, we don't want those cheap things. We don't want those gas power or electric powered vehicles that are destroying the uh, environment over there in those third world countries where they're using slave labor and child labor to dig their rare earth minerals to ship to China to make the batteries to put in American vehicles. Yep, um, but they don't care. Steve, thank no. you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Chinese tech company uh, is called Contemporary Amperex Technology Limited. And they said that they have a new electric vehicle platform that has a driving range of 621 miles, and it can gain 186 miles in just five minutes. I don't know if it's true or not. It would have to be a solid-state battery of some kind. Uh, it comes in the form of a skateboard chassis with uh, integrated batteries, electronic motors, uh, suspension, and other components. Uh, however, it uh, won't be selling the skateboard chassis as its own uh, EV product. Instead, they say they uh, this is built via an agreement with a Chinese EV maker uh, that will use this uh, this equipment. Well, I don't. First, I don't believe anything that comes out of China. And secondly, I wouldn't buy a piece of technology if they started exporting those cars here. I wouldn't buy one because God only knows what what's in the software that operates the vehicle. Will they be able to shut them off if communist China gets mad at the United States? Will they be able to step on the gas and disable the brake? Will they be able to steer the car? Will it, when I connect my smartphone, will it download all of my information? Now, I'm not buying a Chinese, a Chinese made car. 
I'm sorry. Uh, that just strikes me as a little too risky. You want to do it, feel free. Go ahead. But no, no, I'm going to avoid the hell out of that. That uh, just seems just a titch touchy. See, when you have Murray Sabrin on the air and talk about the coming recession, this might be fun. Is it possible to see this as a good thing? A correction, since it'll force people to stop doing so much of what caused the recession and maybe even uh, learn something. No, they. I, I don't see that happening. I really don't. Um, all right, uh, 874-9390, toll-free numbers 800-529-5572. Let me tell you what else we have on the table, uh, because the Wall Street Journal has some great pieces here that uh, I wanted to chat about, uh, their opinion pieces, uh, including this new libertarian president who seems to be walking away from his libertarian platform. All that and more coming up in the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 9.49. Glad to have you with us. Um, I, um, I'm i going to do this, Brian. I'm going to go grab a couple of phone calls here. I'm going to start with Beverly because she's been hanging on for a while. Beverly, good morning. How are you? Doing great. Gary, wasn't it the Chinese embassy that when they built the new embassy for the United States, it was so bugged that it was practically useless? I thought that was Cuba. Oh, probably that also. But I, my thinking is I would not trust um, anything that can... I don't want to have a car, like you said, that when I use my phone, somebody might be able to get into all of my private information. And I would not put that beyond um, a goal of the Chinese government. No, I wouldn't either. I, I don't trust them. Their goal is to cripple the United States. They see us yeah. as, uh, as uh, their... Uh, not their competitor, but their threat. Uh, and I... Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced that we shouldn't trust anything of that import uh, to their uh, to their country. Well, I think most Americans have probably never read the uh, Communist Manifesto, but it's really frightening because just about everything on their plan they have been able to implement in the United States. But most Americans just are not educated about that. Nope, they don't get it. All right, no. Beverly, thank okay. you. Glad um, to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, 874-9390-800-529-5572. Let me uh, see if I can get this. Uh, do I want to stay with the economy? How about if I change directions here just briefly, Brian, and tell you that you can get your memory back? Well, maybe not. Uh, perhaps you can just uh, avoid getting Alzheimer's. I thought this was an interesting uh, article. Study finds. They said that what you eat every day may dictate your Alzheimer's disease risk. And the study um, seems to indicate, coincidentally, that the um, same things the global warming people don't want you to eat, these people are saying increases the likelihood that you'll develop Alzheimer's. Maybe it's coincidence. I don't know. They said that uh, the prevalence of Alzheimer's internationally, uh, all around the world, is uh, staggering. Something like 32 million people suffer from it. Not surprising because we're, we're living quite a long time. But what do they want you to eat? Well, they want you to avoid meat. They think somehow that, uh, th that uh, you shouldn't eat any fatty. You know how everybody tells you to eat omega-3 and fish oil and that it's somehow good for you? No, no. 
Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They they don't have a problem with that. I, I apologize. I got that part wrong. Uh, but they say to stay away from meat, uh, stay away from uh, sugar. Um, you know, you can eat carbohydrates like rice. If it's refined, it's not good for you, by the way. And it somehow, if, if you just do that, you won't get Alzheimer's or you'll lessen the likelihood. Bravo, Sierra. We are designed to eat meat. Scott, good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. We've talked before about this. And the last time I told you this, you didn't really believe me very much. But I just got off the NEI website, which is the Nuclear Energy or uh, the National Energy Institute. And it talks about states and their sources of electricity. And I'm telling you, this is a this is a growing threat for us here in Missouri because Missouri is 74 percent reliant on coal and 9% on natural gas. We get some nuclear, just a little, a little bit more. I think it's 5.5 nuclear, 8.5 wind, and 2% hydro. But by and large, it's natural gas and coal. And you got John Kerry over there running his mouth saying, we have to eliminate coal. Well, you don't snap your fingers and build brand-new baseload electric plants. And on top of that, wanting to add all these cars, um, This doesn't add up, and it spells disaster for Missouri. And to give you an idea, um, I mean, I don't believe in wind. I come from nuclear background. I worked 35 years in a nuclear plant. I totally think it's viable, and it makes sense. But you don't don't just snap your fingers and build one of those. Kansas is sitting over there at 45% wind, 15% nuke, 34% coal, and 5% natural gas. But Missouri's in trouble, and we already know how the government tries to wean us off stuff. They make it so damn expensive, sorry, that you cannot afford it. So uh, I'm just looking for us to get some crazy high uh, rates for our electricity around here in Missouri in the very near future, and we just seem to turn a blind eye to it and have our heads in the sand. So that's all I wanted to say, Gary. But I love listening to you, and thank you. Thank you, Scott. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, that's exactly how they're going to do it. They're already starting. Um, at least up here in uh, in uh, in Colombia, but they're starting all around to raise the price of electricity. It's interesting that they increase the demand for it. At the same time, they try to discourage its use by increasing its price. I'm telling you, the government is just going <laughs> to—they're just going to destroy you. They're just going to destroy you. Oh, and we've got another trans story that this will really frost your buns. I'm not kidding you. When I tell you what this school district did, you are going to go out of your ever-loving mind, especially if you have a preteen daughter. This will make you crazy. We'll get to it uh, probably about 20 after 10. But I'm telling you, When I read this story, I literally, I wanted to vomit. I couldn't believe what the school district was doing. We'll share that with you later. In the meantime, Gary is on on, uh, Democrats and Republicans and riots uh, after the election. Yes, Gary. Hey, uh, of course there's going to be riots because we probably have, think about this, the two worst candidates in the history. And the reason I say that is... The election has been manipulated. It's all about emotion. And Trump, so the good reason to vote for him, he's going to shut down the border and drill. He's going to be a dictator on day one. 
And then on day two, he becomes the biggest lame duck in the history of lame ducks. I mean, you think they stopped a lot in his first term? He's a lame duck. They're going to eat him up after his second day. You know, all he can do is executive order. So even why the, vote? Even yeah. if, if he does something really constitutionally conservative, the Republicans will reject him. Well, yeah. I mean, we need somebody that can, uh, I don't know, hopefully build a consensus, but uh, all it's going to be is executive order. So we have one day of leadership, and then the rest is uh, executive order or lame duck. And that that will be his second term, so... If you want those one or two things done and you're happy with that, that's good. But everybody's been manipulated. He manipulates and say they're doing all this bad stuff to me. Wines, wines, wines. Once in a while, you got to do something to stop it. And that's that's if you're that powerful, you can stop that without just letting it happen all the time. All so, right. Thank you. I appreciate the call. Thank you for being with us. Uh, yeah, he is literally a lame duck uh, the moment he s steps into uh, into the office. Um, and the Republicans will fight him then. Um, Murray Sabrin's uh, got his uh, latest newsletter out. You can go get his, uh, his column at Substack. It's really great. And uh, he's been uh, invited to deliver the Ludwig von Mises Lecture at the March 2024 Austrian Economics Research Conference. Uh, we'll get more information about that. Uh, and then we'll talk to him about uh, employment numbers and how uh, the economy is getting soft. And it is. We'll get to that at about 5 after 10. Then I'll tell you that outrageous story about uh, this transsexual. I mean, this family is beside themselves. You will vomit in your shoes when you hear what, what the school did. Uh, in the meantime, wrapping it up in this hour, we'll let Jim through. Good morning, Ten sir. Ten seconds. Oh, no, Jim. Uh, sorry, buddy. I got to I gotta let you go. Um, I'll put you on hold, uh, but I've got only 10 seconds, and you won't be able to get your message out in time. So we'll do that. Professor Murray Sabrin, Professor Emeritus, Ramapo College, State of the Economy. Coming up next, Gary Nolan, Zimmer, Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show.